are now listening to Beyond the Veil, a production of Holosuite Media. Tune in to our live show every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The following live broadcast may not be suitable for all ages. The views expressed in this show are solely those of the individual providing them and do not represent the opinion of the station, website, or any affiliated partners. Audience discretion is advised. Secret Worlders, hello and welcome to Beyond the Veil, the Secret World podcast. How are you doing tonight? I hope you're doing great. I hope you're enjoying the game. We are here to talk about, of course, as we usually do, about all things related to um, the game, the Secret World. Um, I'm Antida, your host for tonight, and joining me to talk about everything that's been happening that's uh, relevant to the game in, in the last couple of weeks um, is Griff. Hello. Mary Taz. Hi. And Jaguar. Sup, yo. Sup, 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 sup. How are you all doing? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yeah, you're laughing at my sup, 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 sup. No. <laughs> no? Okay, good. Uh, I, just, I just hit the hysteria stage. <laughs> it's that kind of a day. It's been yes. that kind of a week. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, but looky, looky, looky what I have. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> and Tita disappeared from Agartha. Yeah, meet up on me. On you? Oh, <laughs> party bag, maybe? No, no. <laughs> no party bags today. Good try, Jack. <laughs> Maybe nah. you have one. <laughs> no. no, I have the Doom Board. Congrats. Some, someone has unleashed the Doom on the board. And I decided to pick it up. <laughs> yeah, I got it late last week. So nice. I think on Friday, something like that. And I was uber, 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 uber happy. The only thing... <laughs> that's not handy for is when you're in pvp <laughs> exactly i'm sorry but i did not burst anything to no, try and get it <laughs> i i was just like no what you doing you're not supposed to be doing that <laughs> yeah um, he was just turning 
weirdly, let me put yeah. it this way, for my liking. Uh, and that's not to say I see many people using uh, different kind of sprints in PvP, which is absolutely fine. Hey, if it works for you, don't change it. Not that I'm asking anyone to change it, but uh, any kind of board, um, horse, uh, Vespa, or <laughs> anything other than running in, in PvP, I, I just, I can't. Not because it doesn't suit PvP in, uh, in my belief, but because I just can't turn. I can't move exactly. my character the way I, I would want to. Well, that to me, just I just don't think mounts should have been allowed in PvP. I, I'm just, like I've said before, I think they'll look really stupid. And you have limited mobility with them because you cannot turn. You cannot turn as quickly as you can. I just think they look incredibly stupid. Well, and, and the plus side is the people that you think look incredibly stupid are also much easier to kill. So you've got that bonus. Like chaotic pool. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> You're it! <laughs> and then they stop and turn around and it's like, oh shit. <laughs> and you start running. And it's like, crap, he's killing me, he's killing me, he's killing me. I'm dead. <laughs> Which is what happened to me. Once when I, I kind of went with my other <laughs> build. But hey, you learn from it, right? It's like, do not poke anyone on the board. <laughs> Alrighty, so what are we going to talk about? We're going to be talking about uh, a number of things. And of course, I have to put my notes. Of things. What number? I will tell three, you. One, four, two, three, five, four, six, five, six, seven. <laughs> Which is more what, than what it was last week. You were looking at? <laughs> hey, 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 hey! There is four up top, and there is three on the bottom. Ha <laughs> ha! I didn't scroll down like... far enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always my problem too, Jack. <laughs> All right, well, let's start with the top. The top of the list is, of course, Romana Miel's interview with Jew Online. At least I'm hoping I'm pronouncing it right. Feel free to correct me. Um, which uh, one of our in-game uh, players and friends uh, was very kind to translate. So we were able to, you know, say what all those French words actually meant. <laughs> Wait, so did, did Tilty, like, do the interview in French even? Yeah. Like, his yeah. answers were, whoa. Yeah, Fancy. the original, well, the original. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> but, you know. That's such an honorable thing. Un this, is it dishonorable or, yeah, it's dishonorable, right? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this is this is like the fail of the day. <laughs> uh, I, know, I know Tilty's French. Like I want that. You guys are terrible. No, no, I think Maybe. that's brilliant, Chag. Absolutely brilliant. I, 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 I just your train of thought sometimes even surprises me. Well, that's something considering you've known him for a while. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, I know. It's like yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. But to kind of uh, save you from the awkwardness, uh, Jag, uh, the interview was originally uh, done in French. Jeanline is um, uh, one of the gaming French gaming websites, and uh, they tend to interview um, Funcom about 
uh, all of their games and they've been following uh, the secret world fairly uh, regularly and uh, yeah so the interview was in French and then a few days later um, Karine was kind enough to uh, to offer to translate it and uh, yeah we published it on the website and uh, we're able to figure out what was said and uh, what did you guys think of the interview I know Jack, I you found it. some things interesting in there what, what, yeah, what were they I mean it was nothing really new or anything exciting was disclosed but it just gave some insight into their thought process and decision making as a team which I always find interesting so yeah that's about it so what did you find interesting uh, on things that don't you make find me go back 10 hours to early this morning when I had just woken up. No, uh, <laughs> no. well, I will. <laughs> <laughs> no, challenge I, I, accepted. <laughs> no, some of the things I found interesting were like how, and this has all been said in interviews in the past, but how, like, with Tokyo, they were very kind of felt restricted to Joel and Ragnar's vision of it, sort of, even though they weren't so much on the team anymore, and now they have all this time in between seasons to kind of do other things that aren't necessarily pumping out story content, but doing just random systems, like the museum and things like that, that the community wants and will love, and that kind of thing. Well, and, and not just random things. He did specifically mention that the story is plotted out for a few more seasons. Oh, well, yeah. yeah so yeah. <laughs> like, I just meant the, yeah. ran, the random things in between yeah. seasons. Yeah, no, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, when it, when it comes to that, uh, he did kind of elaborate, uh, maybe, depending on uh, if you follow every article or if you listen to uh, all the interviews that uh, he gives or a member of their team gives, um, some things would probably seem completely new to you, like the comments that he made. Um, like he he touched up on uh, the issues or that have happened over the last year, and uh, of course the side stories and the naming of side stories, uh, which we've heard before, but he just said it in a different way again. Uh, explaining how all that came about and uh, what else was mentioned uh, just touching up on uh, you know what he liked to do uh, in the game uh, specifically the group content the group content and also the ongoing question about housing and, and I'm not one of the people who needs housing in this game but I understand that a lot of people do and it's, it's nice to hear him say that, you know, given the opportunity, he'd love to, impl to implement it. And I, I think he said before that it's unlikely because of the amount of work and time it would take. But I'm, I'm sure that's a nice reminder to some people that if, if he could, he really would like to. See, yeah. going back to one of our discussions from the last show. Okay, before, before you go into it, let me just read it, uh, what he had said. And this is translated, so bear in mind 
that. Uh, I'd love to implement a real housing system where players could really have their own space to personalize by changing the color of the walls, placing furniture, and entrance to the sewer to a secret layer ETC. We already have a design for this functionality, but it's also really ambitious and unique. If I had the possibility to do everything in this design, I'd be very happy and I think the players would be as well. It's not only housing, which is a functionality that is aimed at a selective group, but the design was uh, thought to take in consideration all types of players. And I, Little Brady kind of told me that they do have like a quote-unquote prototype somewhere in Kingsmith. <laughs> Uh, of course, you, we do not have access to it, uh, probably not even on the live server, but uh, they're probably tinkering with it. There's been a number of things that uh, they have tinkered with that they've said no to, <laughs> and then somehow they, woohoo, they found a way to integrate it into the game. So never say never. I mean, from a marketing point of view, it could be a real money spinner as well. Mm-hmm. Um, people purchasing furniture, um, maybe more people coming into the game. Um, but yeah, from a marketing thing, it would be really good. But I think there's there's other things as well that really need to be looked at from a marketing point of view, but we won't go there. Yeah, we know their marketing <laughs> it can be sometimes lacking. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> but uh, Jag, you wanted to uh, to say something. Oh yeah, ahead. just kind of, I know last show we were talking about how some of us feel like kind of the realism of the game is kind of a little bit lost with some of the new mounts and weird mm -hmm. clothing. I feel like housing would have been a terrific, terrific thing kind of when Secret World was still kind of a realistic fiction type thing, so it was like still real world-esque, but you know, now that it's golden unicorns with rainbow lit mains, I feel like housing might not fit in quite as well. I don't know, maybe that's just my I... opinion, but... Good, good point, See, actually, Jack. Um, it, it is a good point. I've just always felt kind of the opposite, that in this game... Especially with my anima powers, I don't need to stay anywhere nice, and why would I have a permanent residence where people could find me? I already have bounty hunters after me. Why would why would I have a base? It seems like a really bad... that's just me. Yeah, I think you both have very valid points. Both of you. Uh, about different things. And it'd be interesting if it ever gets implemented and how it would be implemented and to what extent. Um, so it's definitely functionality that uh, players have been asking from day one. And uh, it's probably something that they have eventually wanted to bring into the game. But then the team in 2013 got kind of slashed. Mm -hmm. And with the kind restructuring, of. kinda, yeah. <laughs> Let's put it kind of. Um, and then uh, it, that wasn't even on the back burner. That was like, yeah, never gonna happen. Uh, got bigger fish to fry, right? Gotta keep it afloat. <laughs> well, uh, you know, when you're saying players are asking for it, I mean, I'd like to know how many players really want it because maybe it's not viable to introduce it just for a small niche market because i'm going to put it out here again bug health bars 
That's gonna be that's gonna be your thing. I, I'm, making it, I, I'm gonna make it my raison d'être to say this every show that I'm on, because <laughs> I see all of these these updates getting put in, and we are still having to deal with bucked health bars. Hey, yeah. all, of us, all of us have our thing. For me, it's the time warp. You know, <laughs> for me, it's the Carlton. <laughs> I mean, but, but Bucks, let's but, let's keep it real, right? Okay. Let's keep it real. <laughs> I want the Carlton. Uh, but uh, going back to what you said, Griff, um, like, why would you have an address that bounty hunter can find you? How about yeah, no, considering it a safe that. house? Well, and I and if people want housing in game, I think that's more important than oh no, it might break this one little piece of immersion for me. Uh, it's but yeah, it's just it's the thought I have. Like if this mm. were me, I would just be I'd be crashing out with friends and at random hotels. You know, like that weird. Are you not my base? I don't. Do we even meet? Strange like the love. Yes, I I'd be crashing out at the love <laughs> hotel. Thank you. Um, do we even need to sleep? I don't know. Maybe. You might. I, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure we know that for sure. We do have a sleepy mode in in the game, right? But I think it, that's yeah. just the bait. That's just the bait. <laughs> it's I mean, like, oh look, I'm sleeping. Oh I'm, no, I'm not. I'm gonna kill you. I, but we, we do have the, the tabular uh, rasa. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Okay, go ahead, Mary. No, well, Sorry. we do know. No, you're right. We do have the tabular rasa, but it's not the first time that I've actually used housing in here for roleplay purposes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's nothing to stop people from making a, a base somewhere, although it, you don't get to personalize it. But yeah, I mean, there's nothing to stop that. I, I'm just a little bit confused about the whole player housing thing. I, I don't really get it, to be honest. Oh, that's fair enough. Uh, some people want it, some people don't, some people don't care either way. You know, some people would buy it, some people wouldn't, some people would consider it. And uh, fair enough, each to their own. They can't close the subject, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think it might. And I, yeah. it, I, I'll agree, it depends on the people, and sometimes it depends on the game. I, I played around with my hideouts a lot in uh, DCUO when I played that, and that was fun for me in that game. So, I, I'm... It just kind of depends. I, 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 right, okay, I'm just going to throw something else out about player housing. Does it not kind of take away a bit of the community aspect of it? Because then uh, people are, people are going to sit in their own little space in a game, in a social game. Actually, yeah, that was one of the reasons I liked having housing, because I had all of my banking stuff in my house and I didn't have to deal with other players. Well, yeah, which, yeah. which isn't an issue for me in this game. I, I like other players in this game. You know, it's like we have all these open spaces. And I mean, I know that London was supposed to be probably the hub for everything. But since we got banks in Seoul and banks in um, in, in New York, you know, the, the need for dragons and loomies to go into London is a lot less. And therefore, you start to dilute the community aspect of it. Because, the, you know, London was originally supposed to be the hub for role play. Mm-hmm. So you start introducing um, areas in which players can then go to. I mean, it already started to happen with the museum. Now, if you're going to, to me, player housing, if you're going to have, if you're going to have player housing, you could have easily put a room in the museum that could have been your room, 
So you've already got your museum there. Um, so that, that to me would be the concern is that you start to dilute the community by introducing even more spaces in which people can just hide. See, I don't think they would hide. I think that they would like decorate it because that's what we're doing with the museum. Do people actually hide there? No, they go there and do their own thing, but eventually they, you know, how long can you spend over there? Can you spend hours on end over there? No, because you're not making any black bullion. You're not making any APs or SPs. You have to do that out in the open world. So that's what you got to do, right? The amount of time you spend in there depends on how much AP you have and how often you forget what you're supposed to be working on in the moment and have to run back and forth and remember what you're trying to do. Yeah. Maybe that's like, just me. <laughs> people people in Twitch chat do bring valid points, apart from Mama Les, who is not that it's not a valid point, but she just makes a statement uh, that's directed at something that very said. Uh, going to rename my PvP tune to Bugged Health Bars. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Uh, Inner Voices says, the museum doesn't exactly have people squatting in their own space all day. And uh, Mamales on the, other, si- on the si- other side of things says, I hide in my museum sometimes. And then uh, Red Mage says, housing in other games includes a ton of other things, like a bunch of new crafting recipes and how to best introduce housing elements in the base game. Could see how this would be super ambitious if the game wasn't built with it in mind. Yeah. Very good points. Very good. You have to have a you the museum. You come out of the museum because you have to go farm to get stuff to put in the museum. Mm-hmm. With player housing, to avoid that, you would have to have the same thing where you maybe yeah recipes to to well recipes but craft. You have to maybe craft get stuff to craft things. Maybe um, bullion to buy things. So there would need to be something like that, um, definitely, to, to and keep if, that flow. And if they were drops, I'm just thinking about the people who are already annoyed when something drops a thing they have no interest in. If they had no interest in housing and they they need something and they got housing drops off it, they would not be pleased. Yeah, Universes makes another good point. Um, by the same logic, we shouldn't be giving you PVE zones because we would encounter less people. Well, we're not given new PvE zones, so... <laughs> but we will. <laughs> we will, hopefully, and it's going to come sooner rather than later, because we want Season 2 to start dropping. But, you know, that's that's also kind of another thing. In a lot of games, one of the nice things about having a house is the areas are otherwise so jam-packed. Because of the way this game is designed and because it has the horror theme, you can do a lot of adventuring without running into five million people. That's right, especially if you uh, choose one of the quieter uh, dimensions. So, yeah, you can see the thing with TSW is that you can, I'm going to use the word expose yourself, (laughs) like two words. I do know how to count, I swear. So, you can expose yourself to uh like 
That's that's really bad words. <laughs> no, 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 I should say that. as few people as you want. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but if you want to encounter more people, uh, especially if you're into role play, uh, then you want to choose one of the role playing uh, dimensions like Arcadia. Arcadia is like one of the most popular ones that you can uh, that you can be on. Uh, there's other ones that are. Um, uh, language specific like uh drunk uh french and is grim dutch cobalt. uh sorry cobalt is a uh, not dutch uh, german deutsch. yeah deutsch <laughs> so you know you can pick and choose and then if it happens that you feel that you've made uh the wrong choice when it comes to dimension mind you we're all on the same server Right, it's just a different dimension. Um, that you can meet up on somebody to get to. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So you can switch between dimensions. You, uh, you can also be like me and deliberately have all your characters on Leviathan, which everyone forgets even exists. <laughs> I like to be among people. I, I have to say, I like to be among people. Uh, so it's really what you like where yeah. you would like to find yourself and if at any given point in time you realize oh i made a bad call i actually have to i i would rather i i have to roll another tune and you know i'm gonna lose all of this no you don't all you have to do is purchase a transfer from one dimension to the other you can find it in the item store the other thing <laughs> about player housing as well, if you have, I'd rather see all the players standing about Nagartha because then at least you can reach everybody. If everybody's in their player housing, how can you communicate messages? Ring it, ding, 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 No, but I mean, it's like, well, like yeah. here, like here, we're general announcing, chat, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're announcing Beyond the Veil is 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 here. What do you have a separate channel for everybody who's currently located in their housing? Well, if they did put in player housing, I, I know the Test Live server has a global chat channel, which they really should have online yeah, too. Yeah, I but... agreed. Yeah. That would be the way to And do let's it. not forget that if you subscribe to any of the player made channels like Sanctuary or Noobmares, it doesn't matter where you go, you're always in that channel. So you're basically always getting it. It doesn't matter whether you're in dungeons, whether you're in a museum, whether you're PvPing, uh, PvEing somewhere in, uh, in the zones, you will get everything, all the chat that is up to date uh, from either Noobmares or Sanctuary. So, you know, even players, we can create a global chat. Even though I, I honestly, sometimes I think uh, Sanctuary is, was built with the premise of getting people to talk, to communicate, um, and, you know, to be chatty about many different aspects of the game but there are times where they start talking about stuff and i'm like what are you going on about <laughs> <laughs> like it has nothing to do with the game and in one way that's absolutely terrific but in another it's like uh, how about tsw people <laughs> we are in the game so yeah there's there's different options uh considering you know we do have somewhat of a global uh, chat channel. We have two. And looking for group is also a global channel, is it not? Because you get it in every zone. You get it in dungeons. Yeah, but a lot of the messages, is they're, they're, they're specific to that group. 
And then you start, mm -hmm. if you start spamming other stuff in that, then you're going to get pounced on. Yeah, that's so true. So I think, I think with Jack, with Jack's saying, there should be a global channel, definitely. Event kind of works as the global yeah. channel, though. Ma well, yeah, Mama Les has said that. But again, not yeah. everybody's an event channel. I, I don't I'm automatically log on and go into the event channel, unless there's an I event. I always have event channel up, especially since the some some world bosses. But the other thing with event is, I don't like chatting in there much about something that isn't the event, because people are watching it for the event. They're watching it for the callouts. So if you're looking for your, a chat channel that's a little more chatty, I don't, I don't know if event is really the the best place. Yeah, it shouldn't be. But people are going to use any channel in order to chat. Oh, That's yeah. That's something oh. that we can't really prevent anyone from doing. And there's been many at times, especially, like you said, in the event uh, chat channel where in the middle of all hell breaking loose, all the guardians are out stomping their feet <laughs> in every <laughs> single play field. And, you know, people are chatting away or they just get in right they get into the game and they sign up uh into the channel and they're like any golems going on how about you wait freaking five seconds before you post that <laughs> why do you feel the need why are you so damn important that we have to tell you right now just wait and i i think people are mostly in in mama les is talking about channel police i think most people are pretty good Chatting happens sometimes, but we do get people in those channels who just spam the living hell out of the channel. And yes, ignore is a thing, but I I don't I don't eh. <laughs> I don't understand spamming a channel with something that has nothing to do with the channel. Like legit spamming, not just talking and not realizing what you're doing. Yeah. Oh well. One other thing that I kinda noted uh from the interview uh, going back to roman's interview <laughs> with you online um was his statement that um most of the people in tsw who like to consider themselves to be hardcore are actually midcore <laughs> midcore i don't know what do you guys think? What, what context was that in? Hang on, I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find I, it. I know. So, um, basically what he was saying was like, hardcore TSW players in most games would really be kind of mid-core, and then the Nightmare Raids were like their first real hardcore content that they put into the game. So things like Master Planner, Dungeons and stuff is really kind of mid-core content, even though in TSW for a long time it was considered hardcore. That is well, and, and it was in the context of being asked, do you think introducing some of the really, really tough uh, dungeons and nightmare stuff in-game is demoralizing to players? And that's where the hardcore versus midcore conversation happened. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. It's, it's demoralizing, uh, then you don't have to spend four months wiping in it for two hours a day. No! So it's really not talking about the players, it's talking about the content then. Because, you know, to me a hardcore player would be somebody that actually plays Secret World for many hours a day, many weeks a year, for many years. See, that's a very interesting point you bring up, Very, because you can either look at it on the difficulty of the gaming that they engage in, uh, like nightmare raids and completing those and 
you know, or on the other hand, the amount of time someone spends playing the game. Does that, are we talking about hardcore players or hardcore, how would you, what would you describe it? Uh, it's a player, but when it comes to the duration of the game, that's a very, very good point. I think hardcore in general is, there's a lot of, it depends on your perspective there. Uh, I, I would totally call somebody hardcore in TSW who just managed to get, like, all of the lore. That That is hardcore lore collecting. That is something I have not done yet. Uh, yeah, but that, I, I, that is not necessarily considered a hardcore MMO player. So I think they were kind of more going in the context of general MMO yeah. terminology and not TSW-specific terminology. And I think that's why Tilty referred to things in TSW kind of as mid-core, because it's not hardcore in the broad sense of MMO gaming. Oh, no, 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 I know. I, I get that part. I just found it interesting what Very suggested. Like, are we talking about hardcore when it comes to content or hardcore when it comes to time that someone yeah. actually spends in the game because uh, yeah so and i'm but, sorry i would say that right across every mmo yeah no i i mean i i get i get your perspective but i think just in sort of broadly accepted terminology hardcore refers more to content in terms of mmos i mean i i get your point and i would mostly agree with it but just general terminology i think yeah, see, Inner Voices has a good point. Hardcore gamer versus end game player. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm, very. Yep, that is a good point. Yeah, because to me, the nightmare dungeon is end game. Yeah. Mm. Very, very, very true. I haven't done nightmare dungeons, but I've done PvP for years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> And 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 I know me and Jag are, and there's a lot of other PVPers are referred to as hardcore PVP. Hey, uh, I started I started healing, and I learned my healing in PVP, and now I'm leech healing Nightmare Dungeons uh, for the first time ever, and I'm having so much fun. And it's been it's been over three freaking years, three and a half years. I kid you not. Three and a half years. In those three and a half years, I think the only time I got bored is when I pushed myself with scenarios where I had to like, I had to get those, you know, numbers up. And even now, I think I'm like 83%. And it's like, holy crap, I'm never going to get to 100. I haven't given up, but I'm not really, you know going at it like a maniac uh, trying to collect absolutely every single thing or buy every single thing just to push myself to 100% and I've lost my train of thought <laughs> isn't that wonderful <laughs> help oh <laughs> nobody was paying attention to what I was saying nice <laughs> okay I'm done we can go home now Seriously, people, you're really gonna <laughs> laugh over here. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, what else was, what else was in the interview? I think a little bit of a, an explanation when it came to performance uh, with Windows uh, 10 and DirectX 12. So it just doesn't seem like. Uh, 
this is something that Tilti had addressed uh, on many occasions, um, and we we had actually specifically asked him before whether uh, there is any possibility of switching the game to uh, 64-bit. Uh, and it was like, yeah, we'd basically have to build a brand new game. Um, so he elaborated on that as well. And uh, so overall, good interview, right? And yes. And, and and there's also another couple little sentences. And he said this before, too. But he was being asked about if they plan on pursuing trying to make everybody happy or trying to focus on the content that most players want. And, and as he usually says, he said, personally, I'd love to make everyone happy. MMOs are the only type of games that try to do that. It's rather hard to do. That's right. And he did mention that they are, like we said in the beginning, talking about the interview, um, that they already have uh, season two and even season three uh, written. Yes. So And they are working on it. So what they're doing is with these little quote-unquote little uh, issues um, is to basically dish out content uh, at a regular pace while on the other side uh, maintaining uh, the momentum of actually working on another area. Uh, They've learned a lot from Tokyo and how long that took and why and uh, they're not keen to you know repeat the same i don't want to say mistakes but the same things that did not work out let's put it that way and uh he did say something that he has said before tokyo was promised and that was promised at the in the first before like few lunch. months yeah there thank you <laughs> so that was promised uh, a long 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 time ago uh, by someone else that then basically the team had to deliver on because it was promised but now that's probably why they're keeping so tight-lipped about you know what they're doing where they're going next uh, when they're ready to reveal the next area you can bet anything that it's gonna be coming out real soon after that. I can't wait. It's definitely gonna be interesting to see whether it's gonna be Congo or Antarctica or it's gonna be neither one of those two and they were just gonna take us somewhere completely unexpected like the moon. Alrighty, so limited challenges. Not sure if many of you guys are attempting that. Basically, what you have to do is in order to get the Doom board that you can see I have at the bottom of my feet, um, all you have to do is complete 70 daily and weekly challenges. Uh, you have until September 21st to do it. Um, and uh, I'm not sure if you start right now, you probably don't have enough time. Um, so that's a little bit unfortunate. But if you're like, you know, getting close, just keep on doing it. Keep on doing it. You're going to get there. You're going to get there. And uh, it does look pretty cool, uh, I have to say. Um, it's, I can't say that it's going to be my favorite um, mode of transport. Um, but I definitely like the fact that I have it. I'm not a complete completionist, but I'm getting there. <laughs> 
So any any one of you also attempting to get it? By the time I had time to start, it would have been stressful for me to attempt instead of fun. So I, I chose not to. But bravo to everyone who did. Yeah, there's uh, quite a quite a number of people that I've seen um, just standing around in Agartha with it and like standing all proud. It's like, yeah, I got <laughs> and you it. Should be. <laughs> it is an achievement. And there's one player who actually tweeted a picture of uh, three tunes. Um, all of them have, you know, a doom board, and it's like, whoa! I found it challenging to do it on just one character. Hats off to anyone who's got it on more than one tune. That's some grinding. <laughs> That's for sure. All right, now let's go on to what happened when Andy was streaming the cost of magic for the last <laughs> the streaming ones. And uh, well, a lot of us have watched it. Uh, some people have rewatched it. What was your favorite part? I tweeted my favorite part. <laughs> do do tell, do tell. You've, you've got it on the show notes. That was when Andy partway through decided he was going to put in a ticket on it. Yep. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> basically what um, what he <laughs> he put in a petition, right? <laughs> and mind you, he started out as a GM. Okay, so <laughs> it was just hilarious when he did that. Uh, he uh, put in, yo, cost of magic is fucking hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was hilarious. And I think uh, players, you know how players always find you no matter where you are in game? He ended <laughs> up having like a posse. And well, he was trying to get achievements, and it was just hilarious to watch. And he tried to do it on a freaking unicorn. On a unicorn. It's like, what? Why? Why would you make it so much more difficult to yourself? And and this is where I I will mention again as I'm laughing, I haven't gotten around to finishing the cost of magic yet. I probably could at this point, but I haven't actually done it. So I, I'm, I'm only laughing because I sympathize. Yeah, a couple of uh, players, uh, P-dubs and inner voices, uh, they've pointed out uh, very true info. Doomboard actually unlocks account wide, so all your alts get it as well. Um, so you don't actually have to do it on all of the three alts. You see, I, I saw a picture and I had immediately presumed that it was three alts, but it's probably uh, just a person tweeting uh, about achieving their challenge along with two other players. So my bad. Thank you guys for uh, picking up on that. Uh. Yeah, back to the streaming ones. It. I have to say, uh, I did something <laughs> kind of... Uh, Andy inspired me to go back and do the cost of magic again, and I'm stuck on tier two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm freaking stuck on tier two, and I kept getting, I don't know, maybe it was just that day that uh, the game was a little bit laggy for me, and I don't know why, and I can't really say that I've been at it for like an hour or even half an hour, but I died a few times, and uh, there were times that I was just like, what? No effing way! I wasn't anywhere near you! You could not have seen me! 
and uh, yeah, I decided to rage quit. Uh, I'll try. <laughs> I'll try it later on. I want to get to the to the jumping part because I freaking suck at jumping. Um, so I, I want to see if I get better. I suck at jumping in this game. In like platforms that are built for it, I I I'm great. I'm awesome. Not so much in this game. Yeah, I know Veritas. You had, uh, you had really enjoyed uh, the Cost of Magic edition. I don't. <laughs> I thought it was some, yeah, class. Um, what was your favorite part? The lag. <laughs> 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 he stopped to tackle the lag and opened up his, his uh, yeah interface and and it just it's like well feel our pain you know Did this he, is one <laughs> big 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 important question were his health bars affected by the bug Oh, well, he was not healing anybody. He was not healing anybody, but I'm sure if he had Everyone grouped up... Everyone was healing I'm, him! Yeah, I'm, I'm sure if he had grouped up with anybody, he would have seen bugged health bars, which would have been good. Um, but yeah, when when he started to um, fine-tune the lag, um, I, 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 I must admit, I did laugh at that because I thought that's just something I have to constantly do all the time. <laughs> and you know, at the at the very beginning of the show, before like he had five million people there, he was running really well. He ran better than I did, like at the very start. Of course, maybe I just suck that much, but <laughs> yeah, I I I suck at jumping. Period. Mamala um, says uh, I did custom magic a few weeks ago and did the jumping part for the first time ever. I was annoyed because of the amount of hours I have spent trying to jump. <laughs> so yeah you're not the only one mama uh many players have experienced uh, frustration that they've taken out on their keyboard uh, mouse um hopefully nothing else <laughs> but uh yeah it can be really frustrating uh, especially when you're like on the last freaking jump and something happens and you're like oh crap i'm there i'm there fuck yeah. Oh well. Y yeah. Actually, uh, you know what? We should get him. Very. We should get him to come into PvP. Next I, time. I, 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 as I've just pointed out in the Twitch yep. chat, I, did <laughs> I saw spam, that. I did spam Fusang in in the uh, the stream, but it was it was it was promptly ignored. <laughs> it was not necessarily. He may not have seen it. Um. I thought we needed him to do bank heist. No, that's no, he's done. He's done. Or the parking garage. No, let's bring him into food. Okay, we'll bring him into food. <laughs> yeah, it would be about time for for one of them to go into like, uh, not ED. Let oh my god, let's go into Fusang and break it. Can you imagine of all the people who would who would run into Fusang? <laughs> we'd probably have like 30 people aside uh easy within like five minutes of it starting yeah so there you go dev team fusang i nearly said funcom is your next destination <laughs> <laughs> well you're already there but do go into fusang <laughs> yeah we're laying down the pvp gauntlet here <laughs> 
Yeah, but I am happy to say that Fusang, uh, talk about PvP, is actually still going strong. It's I'm not amazed. really. I, I know, you know, I was just saying that the other day, actually, it's, it's still absolutely jumping and it's brilliant to see. And there seems to be quite a bit of um, uh, equality going on as well. It doesn't seem to be monochrome as much as it used to be. Depends so, on the time of day, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it just seems to be very dynamic. And it doesn't last, like, the low numbers don't really last long. I got into Fusang, I was, uh, I think, the second one. Uh, usually people leave, they get their dailies, they get their objectives, you know, life interferes, they can't play anymore, so they log off for the day or whatnot. So there are those low points where a faction can end up on just less than five players uh, on their side. But that didn't last long. I think within like 10 minutes, uh, as soon as there was um, there was a message that popped up, an event will soon happen in Fusang, boom, there was like four groups that have happened in space of like next five minutes. So those events that happen in Fusang really bring people in. Uh, not just that, people are actually staying in Fusang a lot mm -hmm. longer than they used to. And probably, you know, one of the things I never thought I would say again was, be right back, I just have to cash. Um, <laughs> I never I thought, I would never thought I would say cashing in, in the chat to, to actually leave Fusang and then have to wait in a queue to get back in again. That yeah. goes back years ago haven't had to do that so people seem to be staying longer um and the events seem to be bringing more people in and the the less um groups the lesser numbered groups don't last as long so yeah fusang's really still going strong so this is really good absolutely wonderful that's really good to see the zergs are ruining it for a lot of people myself mostly included well, can I just say, regards Templars, if there's a Zerg going on, I would cheer because it means they're actually all working as a team. <laughs> yeah, for those of you, uh, well, you couldn't have heard us, but just before we went live, uh, Very had a little rant about Templars working as a team, like, <clears throat> not. <laughs> so, so, yeah, this is where that... <laughs> that is coming from especially uh, if you are the only healer in like three a group groups. of 19 <laughs> yes four <laughs> a group of 19 and one healer he's like let's go there okay healer get get over here i think he's like there, yeah good luck i think it was about what maybe 15 dps 16 dps three tanks and one healer so yeah, yeah. On the other on the other side of that coin, you do have uh, those moments that everything just comes beautifully together, and you just kind of flow effortlessly from uh, facility to facility to defending your facility, uh, you know, to getting the cash and bring it into another one of your facilities, you know, holding. Uh, all the facilities and defending them and fighting everywhere and it's absolutely fantastic to see um so there's 
and I think Jag, you pointed out that there's different times of day um, that Fusang can be hopping and bopping, and then other times it might be a little bit quieter for a certain faction. But for the most part, uh, Fusang has been really, really active, and uh, I think. For the new player just starting out in PvP or just coming in to get their daily, it's a really nice way of learning uh, what the PvP objectives in Fuseng are. They can ask questions. There's so many different players there that you know they can learn from. And even if you end up dying, <laughs> you know, the well is just like kind of. 10 feet away so you don't have to worry about that and uh, you get your dailies done you get your weeklies done and every time you go in you know a little bit more so more people are possibly staying in Fusang and learning about PvP so that can only mean positive things for the PvP in general. One of the, the, the big things I think or one of the good things that's come out of the new Fusang update was the collective um, challenges and um, so much as that everybody has the same challenge maybe at different parts of it but they have the same two challenges whereas before with the three different challenges that tended to mean that people used to split off and do their own thing do their own challenges to get them done and then leave whereas yeah. now with having just the two you have a very simple focus you're either getting them on defense or offense and that has meant, as, as Jack was saying, the Zergs, because people do have the same goals that they have to achieve. So that's helped probably with the numbers. But again, and, and um, you know, there's been a point made to me uh, in tells that, you know, every faction feels the same way about the, maybe the lack of team play at some point. And I would concur with that definitely. But yeah, um, it, this seems to be a lot more of a cohesiveness now in Fusang. Yeah, for sure. In any case, it, so far so good for Fusang. For good old Fusang. <laughs> I think we can say that that's a, it's a success, definitely. Oh yeah, I would say so. Even though I'm, like I said, I'm not uh, <laughs> quote-unquote hardcore pvp -er. But uh, I have been enjoying PvP quite a bit lately, and I've learned quite a bit as well. So, there. <laughs> now, in other news, uh, we've had a little bit of a tweet thingy going on <laughs> that I, I, I just personally found really hilarious. Um, Joel Bylos, um, who was the game director, of the secret world he was working on the secret world through its infancy um and uh has given up the rain uh reins to start working on um on the park initially um and then now he's working on uh, conan uh exiles and uh he he <laughs> he actually refers to he, he said it on our show as well during previous interviews but uh i'll read it out he tweeted i really need to stop starting sentences with i don't want to sound like an asshole but and then he just added 
everybody knows I'm an asshole. To which, of course, his uh, his good friend uh, Roman Amiel, aka Tulti, who is the game director of TSW now, responded, I started using, I don't want to sound like Joel, but it works well. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, uh, Joel Bilas couldn't help it but have the last word, uh, saying, Just say honorable or hamburger and they'll know it isn't me. So guess what? Now we know what the other word is that Tilde cannot oh, really pronounce. You're right. <laughs> we have the we other challenged one. him to for the longest time to say honorable, honorable. And he wouldn't. He wouldn't. And then one interview we posed a question to him about scenarios and said, well, You can either reply to that about that question about scenarios or you can say honorable. Guess what? He chose to say honorable and he said it perfectly. And then, uh, yeah, we found out that he has another word that's kind of tongue twister for him. And that is a hamburger. Isn't honorable one of the things that got looped onto music? Maybe, but I could, hamburger and tilty sounds too familiar together, so I think that was already known. Was it? I, yeah, that sounds very, very familiar to me from like months and months and months ago. Okay, I missed it somehow. <laughs> okay, maybe there's a third word. <laughs> Health bars? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's Alrighty. why they're not getting fixed. <laughs> Um, on another note, uh, congratulations to Gridstream Productions and TSW Podcast for getting their in-game t-shirts. Yay! Congrats, guys. They look absolutely fantastic. And uh, Gridstream, we've already seen, well, I've seen people around the game uh, wearing it, and it looks fantastic. So congrats once more. Um, now, before we actually go, there's a few events that uh, we'd like to bring to your attention. Um, Griff, you want to start off with the fourth Cabal Pride? Sure. That is being organized by Nine Swords and GSP. That is going to be Saturday, the 22nd of October. From 7 to 10 p.m. GMT. Um, Cabal Pride is something they've done more than once at this point. It's a Cabal recruitment event. Your Cabal can participate, or you can just come along as a member of the community to find new Cabals, find people you want to hang out with. They are going to be on the stage in Eldwick Park in giving each signed up Cabal the chance to get on the stage to show why you should join their Cabal. They're also going to have a chat channel at slash chat join or backslash whatever chat join Cabal Pride during the event for a running commentary of the event and what's going on. Or you can listen to Gridstream and watch out for the Cabal Pride hashtag on Twitter. That's right. Very. Do you want to do the next one? Oh my um, god, for the first time ever, we have like, well, not ever, <laughs> I shouldn't say that, <laughs> but for the first time in a long time, probably since the anniversary, we actually have this many events, which is great. Yeah, first of all, I just want to apologize to Mama Les for making her snort her Red Bull. <laughs> I just thought that. Yeah, yeah, I apologize, that's a waste of Red Bull. 
Uh, could be worse if you had, had alcohol in it, but yeah, I apologise. Okay, the next event is uh, Sanctuary Halloween events. Sanctuary Halloween events. So, um, this is going to happen. Um, they wanted to do something huge and they've teamed up with some of the largest names in the Secret World community to bring you a series of activities throughout the month of October. There's something for everyone from a spooky RP story, Halloween shows with your favourite DJs, at your best venues as well as a live podcast recording with a developer. There'll also be impromptu dungeon and lay runs throughout the month and maybe even some world bosses if we're lucky. There's also going to be competitions and contests and you can find the full rundown of the events over at Sanctuary Forums. So I'm presuming that that's on the Secret World Forums because there's a link. And it's sanctuary.tswdb.com. Um, TSWDB is hosting Sanctuary Forum. So you can access it through their website. And uh, there's, a, there's actually a rundown of... Uh, it's going to be throughout uh, four weeks in October. Uh, so it starts on Sunday. October 2nd and it goes straight through to 31st of October so there's going to be something for everyone so that sounds really good actually that is really mm -hmm. really good that that's going to happen so we're making our own player events now so this is this is good so join Sanctuary the Sanctuary channel yeah, and if you do have any questions about it, you can join the Sanctuary in-game chat channel. Uh, simply join uh, by entering forward slash chat space join spash. <laughs> okay, let me start space. this again. <laughs> spash slash space uh, whatever. Uh, so, once more, uh, to join Sanctuary chat channel in-game, you need to enter forward slash chat space join space sanctuary and hit oh, enter Tita, don't <laughs> feel bad for some reason i thought a forward slash was a backslash and i have no idea why so <laughs> don't feel bad it's a slash okay can we're I, just gonna I, call it a slash <laughs> can i just also add that um they want to thank rfg saints and sinners odo and the secret podcast for helping to make it possible and i've also asked if you're interested in joining as a partner to get in touch so if anybody out there um from cabals wants to join up with sanctuary to maybe have your own competition your own contest to offer prizes then get in touch with sanctuary definitely and Last but not least, um, Secret Podcast has an uh, advert contest going on. Um, they're going to, you can go to their website and uh, it'll tell you all the details about it. You basically have to, you have to create some sort of a ad for uh, their podcast. Um, it's a pretty, pretty awesome uh, package package price price package you get their in-game t-shirt um, you get 1200 points worth of gifts for first place 600 points worth of gifts for second place and a selection of signets for third place 
and uh, I'm just trying to find uh, yeah so you just have to record a short advert or a filler segment for the show that's no more than 30 seconds uh, in length and then you email it to contest at the secret podcast.co.uk with your in-game name and uh, they'll pick three prizes uh, three winners so there you go if you're interested if you're interested in that go right ahead all right and now on a slightly uh different note um little announcement from our team oh too bad we don't have like drum roll <laughs> We should. We should, yeah, I know. Um, so we are actually, Beyond the Veil Podcast, is looking for two new team members to join us on a regular basis every week, talking about what's new in TSW and providing their uh, views and opinions on things that happen in-game, around the game, and, you know, beyond the game. <laughs> um, the requirements are that you need to actively play the game, um it doesn't matter which ql level you are or what interests you most pv pvp uh it would be good if you dabble in all of those um you can be a starting uh player you can be an end gamer (laughs) you can be a hardcore player um if you're interested in joining us you can uh, you can send us an email to beyondtsw at gmail.com and uh we will have a little chat with you and uh who knows you just might be the newest voice in beyond the veil the secret world podcast woohoo which is where I can remind everyone I originally auditioned. And I, I did not expect to get on the show, and I'm so very glad I did, because these are <laughs> awesome people. And, and it's an awesome show, but also awesome people. It's, it's the people. <laughs> <laughs> we really oh. should remember to, to uh, record our pre-show shenanigans. I, I was, I was going to say, speaking of awesome people, Antita specifically wants you guys to know that she needs more men. So, you know. <laughs> I concur. I say it like that. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> Jack. It's outnumbered. Yeah, Jack feels like an endangered species. <laughs> because it's all of us ladies. So, if there's any guys out there, <laughs> you know, or it could be a deep voice. It doesn't have to be a guy. <laughs> you have a deep voice. <laughs> um, but... No, seriously. Uh, what matter what matters most to us is that you actively play the game, that you're passionate about the game. Um, being on the podcast every week does require a commitment, um, and uh, unfortunately, it doesn't pay anything. <laughs> uh, we get bison bucks here and there from uh, one of our executive producers, uh, Xander, um, but uh, that's about it. Uh, you get the satisfaction of knowing that you are helping uh, players in the game um, or players who may be pausing playing the game right now but they still listen to our podcast and there's many many players like that uh, who keep um, on top of all the information and all the news surrounding the game through our podcast so if you feel that you know 
you could contribute uh, with your thoughts and opinions um, on the game, uh, you know, give us a shout and uh, send us an email beyond tsw at gmail.com and we'll get back to you. Woo hoo hoo. says, Dan, single man. <laughs> sure thing. Alrighty. So, uh, that seems to be it for this week. Hopefully, next week. Uh, I don't think they're going to have uh, the streaming ones uh, next. No, they don't have it tomorrow. Uh, they may have it uh, a week from tomorrow, which would be dun, 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 the 23rd of September. So, the next streaming ones might be on the 23rd. I haven't checked. But uh, if they do it like every couple of weeks, uh, the 23rd September would be the next day, uh, next uh, date that they would uh, actually stream it. And Andy, if you're listening, or if you will listen, <laughs> and please listen to, to us, uh, go into Fusang. Give Fusang some love. Break yes, it, break it, break it, break it, break <laughs> it, break it. <laughs> Check your lag. Check the health bars. And we're continuing to get closer to Halloween. If if I can put up with setting Halloween candy at work, I can get excited about Halloween and TSW early. Hey, (laughs) can I just say Fusang might be Andy's nightmare. Ooh. Why? For Halloween. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we might actually... When when does Halloween start? Uh, around about like ten days before the actual. Ho- no, last time it happened like really late. Did it not last year? I don't remember. I think it started late because they had to finish some stuff up for it, and then they kept it going longer or something. Yeah, could be. And he was on for like the event was on for like two weeks or something like that. So anyway, Halloween is something that you can look forward to. Uh, then we will have the Christmas uh, event as well uh, that's going to be coming up. Um, and there is no game that does Christmas like GSW does Christmas. Yeah. And it even happens in PvP. Lord of Misrule, need we say more? <laughs> That's going to be... Actually, this is something that I will find very interesting to see how that's going to play out this year because uh, it's going to be full. Uh, there's lots of uh, new players that may be trying to get their hands on Lord of Misrule um, achievements and it's just going to be... It's going to be crazy. <laughs> so yeah, we might actually even have like an impromptu event uh, in between all that um or yeah i i doubt that that's gonna happen but what do you guys think do you think we'll have another like content update like not uh season two the start of season two but another like uh, chain of missions somewhere in tsw uh like uh, you know issue six seven yeah I feel like it depends on... Everyone has opinions. Okay, one by one. (laughs) Jag, you go first. I'm not sure we'll see another, like, issue 14 type thing, but I do think we'll see something besides Halloween and Christmas before the end of the year. I was saying I feel like 
Whether or not we get separate new content depends if they want to give us new missions for Halloween and Christmas. Because when they give us new missions, they are involved missions, and sometimes that takes time. Didn't they hint? Didn't they hint in one of the last, on one of the streaming ones before Andy and, and the High Cost of Magic <laughs> that um that there was going to be some new Halloween content? Or was I just imagining it? I got to listen to it. I yeah. kind of... I, I, I thought I listened mentioned... to it, but I wasn't sitting <laughs> here and listening. Uh, yeah, somebody just I was doing other things. That. Yeah, somebody hmm. just... Yeah, it did, it did say... I'm, I'm sure he did say that there, there are potentially going to be some new content for Halloween. Um, so, uh, fingers crossed. I mean, I thought last year's Halloween story was was pretty awesome yes um i'm not quite sure it was quite harrowing to run through it um especially if you've done the park uh so oh yeah so yeah, yeah so and, we'll see and i remember i ran it in, in the secret world literally like a few hours after i finished the park and it kind of wrecked me that was very well done yeah so heads up the park is uh, kind of like an offshoot of DSW for those of you who are not familiar with it. Um, it it also uh, it has a really great story. Uh, I'm not gonna go and spoil it. Um, it's situated in the Savage uh, Savage Coast Atlantic Park amusement park. Um, that you encounter in the second zone of TSW, the Savage Coast, um, and uh, yeah, it's it is very, very interesting story, and it's very well told. And uh, after you play that, if you play that, <laughs> you know, go back to TSW this Halloween, and then like Griff uh, said, play the play the mission, and uh, yeah you'll kind of get a more rounded information about that part of the TSW story. Hopefully they, they see, this is why I thought maybe because they did say that they would like to bring out more. Funcom announced it, uh, I think, uh, uh, either at the end of the year, but in one of their presentations um, that on like a roadmap as to what they would like to achieve this year um doing an offshoot like that um with their own ip um they expressed an interest in doing something like that again so who knows we might actually see something like along those lines well no actually they've said more specifics about that let me give me one second i'll find it okay so yeah um we'll wait and see what happens absolutely and in any case, there's tons of stuff that you can do in TSW, in between all that. You can help by, at least in the next week, if you, you know, you don't have any inkling or you don't really want to do uh, challenges um, for the Doom board. If there's another player who is looking to do the challenges in order to get the Doom board, consider helping them if they need to do like a nightmare scenario for the daily or, you know, they need to complete a nightmare dungeon, you know, so try to help out. So see, yeah. 
so Jack kind of pulled up uh, a little bit of tidbit from one of their reports. I thought they had uh, said more, but maybe not. Um, where they expressed uh, an interest in uh, developing a um, smaller game using the Secret World IP, um, which will be conducted in North Carolina office in Durham. Uh, they did say in, in here uh, that game reveal and PR marketing activities would start four to six weeks before game release. So, in other words, they wouldn't be talking about it. So, so you know what? Maybe that's why uh, season two is really taking sweet time because they're they dealing with a whole in, bunch of stuff. They did stuff. say that in that presentation as well. They said that. Uh, one second. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no, no. They said that uh, the why issue kind of why there was a bit of a lull in summer content this year was because of the prototyping and development of that game. There we go. So that could very well be something uh, new. Maybe there is going to be a tie-in with the Halloween or Christmas as well, uh, like last year. So you never know. One can hope. Alrighty. So on that note, we are going to say bye-bye. Don't forget, if you're interested in joining our team, do reach out to us. Uh, send us an email to beyondtsw at gmail.com and we shall get back to you. And uh, yeah, so that's it for tonight. Hope, hopefully you had fun and uh, you're going to enjoy the game even more, complete more challenges. Remember, you only have until Wednesday, the 21st of September, uh, to complete 70, 70 challenges. So if Six you do days. Need, yeah, exactly. So if you need any help, uh, if I'm in game, uh, send me a tell. I will gladly help you out in any way that I can. Um, so until next week, same time, same place, um, Thursday, 7 p.m. EST at twitch.tv forward slash media. This is Beyond the Veil signing off. Night. See ya. Bye.
Thanks for tuning in to tonight's broadcast of Beyond the Veil, a production of Holosuite Media. Join us next week at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and be sure to check holosuitemedia.com and iTunes for our remastered shows and more. You can follow us on Twitter at BeyondTSW. If you have any questions or comments, please send us an email to beyondtsw at gmail.com and join us next week at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Beyond the Veil, a place where hilarity always ensues. Thank you.